welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Wait, what? Oh, I didn't agree to be here. Do you smell toast? You are. Dang roofies. Wells, help me out here. What's happening? Uh, I don't know, man. Nice kickoff. Uh, Hey, hey, what's happening? We're podcasting. Well, we sat there and we talked about one of these stories for like five minutes before we started recording. Why we would... Why were just throwing that away? I, well, we, we're not even because I, I had questions. He, he wanted to we work recorded. it out, but we're not even like you know doing like oh uh, it, it, for all of our uh, premium Patreon subscribers, we've got special uh, behind the scenes Seems and lost cut footage. Yeah. I, I, I go to patreoncom beercast. You can send it. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you the nope. whole show. Yeah, like, it's just exactly. It. We're not hiding anything. There's no, no special anything. You're not going to get coasters or stickers <laughs> or whatever. Oh, stickers or eighteen dollar pieces of metal that you stick in a. Oh. A fridge, man. Speaking of stickers, I have so many fucking stickers, and I don't put them anywhere. Like I have, you have a whole keyser right there that is perfect for stickers. <laughs> why aren't you stickering that thing to Kingdom Come? Yeah, because why should I? Okay, you're complaining that you have stickers and nowhere to put them, and nowhere to put them, and, and we're he, like, you I'm literally. Not ca- have I'm not place. complaining. I'm just saying, like that sounds like a complaint. I to me. No, 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 like a complaint to me. You, you guys stepped on where I was going with this. Why do breweries oh. give out stickers? Like. Do you put them on anything? You know either I, of you? I feel like I the did, biggest. Yeah. I, I feel like the biggest recipient of brewery stickers is other breweries. That's fair. Okay, good point. Because I mean, I have so many brewery stickers, and I'm like, I'm putting these fucking things up anywhere. Oh, no. my, my beer fridge completely covered in brewery stickers. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should just do that then. The, what? What? My favorite. What a thing. great idea, Josh. You really should do that. I like which where your head's at. I hate you're you. You're probably even thinking about that so keyser right there. You could probably like. I I love that. I think that would look great. I you have a great idea, Josh. I Get knew out. There was a reason I believed in you. Get out. My favorite thing to do with brewery stickers, I'd, I'd buy magnet paper. So it's like sheets of really thin, magnetized. I mean, paper, if you will. Magnets? Yeah. How yeah. do they work? I don't even <laughs> know. Fucking magnets. How do they I work? Know, it's insane. Yeah, Mr. White. So I I would. You know, attach a sticker to magnet paper and then pop that now magnetized sticker to my kegerator. And the beautiful thing was, if a brewery sold or otherwise fell out of favor, I didn't have to like, oh, you can swap it out. I can just, yeah, pop it right out. Boom, done. So, or if they came out with a newer, a cooler sticker or something, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, more than anything, like what's funny is. Because Jeff got me into this when Cards Against Humanity would do their yearly little Christmas gift. And like one year, I literally got like a boatload of stickers. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with all of these? And the only one I put up there is. I mean, like, you're not you're not putting them on your laptop. Nope. So, That's I the mean. work laptop. So, that would be dumb. Would it, though? Yeah, it would be. It would not be a smart move. Just put them on the magnet paper. Well, now that I... Yeah, that's great. Put that on your computer. That won't screw up your screen or anything else. Oh, right. That's right. that's a grand idea. Right. My bad, oh. pimp. No, you're good. So, uh, give me a sec to segue to the stories. Yeah. Segway to stories? Damn near killed him. Wait, no. Hold on. Uh, shout out to the uh, lady in the white Jeep behind me today. I really hope you get to where you were going on time. Um, I'm sorry that there was someone in front of me that was driving the speed limit and thus making you very angry. Like, have you ever been on one of those two lane roads and you've got somebody that keeps like poking out to the left to see if they can pass? And it's like, these are solid yellow lines right. pretty much for the next mile. Well, yeah, that means you're, nothing to people, you're, though. You're not going anywhere. And, so I kind of I kind of moved to the right to kind of show where there was somebody in front of me, and I got the finger for it. 
Um, when I went to turn off the road, I got like the 10 second long horn honk. And I'm like, I, I'm going to move on with life. I'm sorry that you're this angry. Man, I, I, I would be the malicious person yelling hurtful things in the car in their general direction. But that's me. Uh, what's going on with Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, died oh, from yeah cancer. that, that that's sucks. A, that's that, a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you threw the story in. I honestly did not get a chance to look at it. So what's going on with solar uh, So in, in kind of an interesting little twist, you know, so um, having been out to Yakima Valley. Yes. Uh, and seeing the big hop farms and how they grow hops there, it's all really cool. It just looks like a bunch of giant clotheslines with strings going up them and hops growing everywhere. But they're finding that um, hops actually flourish very well under solar panels. So, you know, in a, in, a, in a time and a place where we're, you know, people are trying to become more eco-friendly and environmentally conscious, and you can call it greenwashing if you want. But, right. you know, there's some studies here that are showing that, um, especially in Germany, they're actually seeing, like, very healthy growth of hop plants underneath solar panels, huh. which I never would have thought of, but, like, pretty cool. So if you can grow energy essentially with a solar panel that's high up enough to ground and underneath it, you can grow hops. It's like you're doubling your yield for that acreage. Absolutely. That's because pretty cool. How many times have you been on the highway and you go past the big solar farm and it's, that's just it. It's yep. something that used to be agricultural and now is just solar panels. Yeah. Now imagine if you were able now I can't imagine that like harvesting is super fun, mm. but Oh yeah. You know, well you cut down all the, like core yarn and everything anyway. Yeah. So I, like, I'm sure there's a method in them, you know, and it all makes sense, but like this, is, you know, we talk like so rarely do they come up with like new interesting ways to deal with hops. It's always, you know, gene splicing and CRISPR methods, but I thought this was kind of cool. Well, and, and, you know, I will say too, what's kind of interesting to me is the fact that obviously those hop rhizomes or whatever the hell they're called. Rhizomes. Rhizomes. There we go. They're shaded, and the fact that they can still grow. Like, I always thought hops needed, like, a very specific amount of sun and all this other shit. Uh, sun to a degree, but it's more like they need more arid air. Okay. Humidity is going to be a cause of um, mildew. Yeah, okay. And a lot of hop varieties are extremely susceptible to, like, powdery and downy mildew. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's why we don't really have a whole lot of hops that are grown here in North Carolina because it gets hot and humid. We do have some. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, in it's the mountains. A, it's yeah. a wet heat here. Yeah. It is absolutely like, it's you know. It's moist. It's, it's like, like my 80, favorite kind of heat. 84 degrees outside feels like 102. Yeah. Oh, that's because it's like 82% humidity. I get it. Yeah. Now. Well, you know, the, the, the funny thing is Jeff and I both growing up in the Midwest, getting humidity out there, you're like, what the fuck? It makes sense here because you're not really that far from the ocean in theory. You're three hours away, but how far are you away in Kansas or in Indiana from the ocean? What's an ocean? Right. Fair exactly. enough. All right, Wells. Um, shout out to our subreddit. We actually got a news story. Hey, from our sub subreddit. I, it I helps can... because we never like blocked ours or started posting. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't, get, we didn't go blackout. Did mode. not convert. To I guess. I guess we did in a way. <laughs> we we were blackout before it was cool. Right. Exactly. We were ignoring Reddit since before. Before it was it was cool. Uh, That's why I got shout my out to no, the user. It was no statement. Five. Fuck. Hold on. 
No statement 3273. There we go. Do you need another set of glasses for that? I might. I'm getting there. Glasses uh, in front of your glasses. So this, in essence, we were discussing this off mic. This is kind of like a Groupon for some Charlotte breweries. You can buy a one-day pass or a three-day pass. And what this will do is give you select $10 vouchers. And at some places, even more discounts, like... I noticed one place you got like a 10% discount on merch. And yeah. so it's not just that, but I think it's a neat concept. But the bigger question was Wells was kind of asking off mic. And I think it's a good conversation to have is who is this for? Right. Well, I, in, in my response to that was, I think when you look at the breweries, it is definitely for like, to me, the, the, the quick list that I saw and I haven't gone through the entire list. A lot of the breweries that I noticed on there are either old guard mm-hmm. or yep. non-hype. Yep. And so this is a way to get some foot traffic, get some people in the door potentially. Um, I, you know, I feel like they've set this up in a way that, you know, it's like, okay, so you can have a $40 value for, you know, 27 bucks. Like, you know, you're you're saving some money. The old man in me likes that. Um, but you can only spend $10 at a brewery, which... You know, I'm sure they've got some way to track that you don't just like, you know, do the uh, um, what's the old Simpsons guy that, you know, comes in, takes his head off, turns around and comes back. Oh, in. The, the Abe yeah. Simpson. Yeah, the Abe yeah. Simpson bit. You know, like I, I'm sure stop me from just saying like, oh, well, now I'm going to get $40 worth of Divine Barrel for, you know, 10 25 percent off or something like that. Like it's it's a neat enough idea. There are we've talked about doing some brewery hopping. Yes, uh, the three of us, and we've got a very specific list. And if it aligns with this, it would be a good way to save some money. Right, and unfortunately, it doesn't because the places that we want to go are the quote unquote hype breweries, or the places that don't you know maybe aren't looking to market in this manner. Exactly. Um, you know, to to kind of further the point, I really do feel like this is great for families, like hey. people that have families. You can get some discounts on food. Mom and dad can have a beer. Uh, great if you're somebody like Jeff who lives, you know, on the outskirts of Charlotte and kind of needs a reason to be in Charlotte to be, or you know, not a reason, but like I, you I, are like, incentivized. I, I need to, I need to have a purpose. I don't just come around and, and just be like, oh, okay, well, right. Well, and you're being, I, you know, you're being kind of rewarded if you jump on this deal of being able to get some discounts at some places you probably are already going to go to. Yeah. But I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, high wire doesn't need this kind of help. So it's not right. like, it's not like this is just the struggle. Oh, dang, they're so on maybe, Groupon. Or maybe Charlotte's high wire does. But I mean, you know, like we've all seen those Groupons where it's like, Ooh, they must be struggling really bad. You know, and that's not what I see here. I mean, no, like, not at all. You know, uh, it is old guard breweries. It's it is like it's Nota Triple C Birdsong, like right off the bat. But Divine Barrel, Mecklenburg, Fauna Flora, yeah. Whether it's old, whether it's old, Free Range, Gilda, Lenny Boy, Suffolk Punch, like Old Mac, Petty Thieves, Pilot, Red Clay, Troust. They're they're pretty new. Mount they, Holly, okay, yep. Relatively speaking, twenty percent off a of cheese pizza. Like, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at that. I mean, I, I, I guess well, Sue, your point. If you don't mind me saying the comment you said off mic, you're a grown ass man. You have the money to be able to afford to do this. You're not the target audience. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not. 
Like, but also, it, if this happened to align with breweries you were going to go visit for that day, if you thought about it, you know, I mean, like, exactly. Maybe Josh and I aren't like you, where we just go to sleep on a big mattress full of twenties. But you know, <laughs> on your Casper mattress that you're getting for free somehow, and the the what? Uh, <laughs> after you've washed on your your tushy bidet, like apparently Wells is getting all the sponsorship deals and oh, man, just yeah. cut out. But yeah, I mean, it, this is one of those things. It's a very <laughs> cool concept. Uh, it's an interesting idea, and and I mean, if I was going to go out to some of these breweries, I would definitely at least look at this list and go, "Hey, here's where I'm going today. Is there anything on here that aligns with where I'm going? Cool, I'm snagging." And and you know, to kind of just split the middle, you're right. I I don't necessarily need the savings to be able to justify going out. On the flip side, if I'm going to hit. You know, Triple C and Gilda and Lenny Boy all in a day. I mean, that's about a 40, 45 minute drive for me. Yeah. 10 to $13 worth of gas sounds pretty appealing all of a sudden. Damn straight. Yep, exactly. Cool. Uh, so sorry for non-Charlotte listeners. That was a very Charlotte-specific topic. All right, yes. Wells. Yes, you threw this article in. It's actually kind of an interesting little talking point. I feel it's, like it's not an article. Well, so much it's, a, it's just a, a subreddit a, a Reddit topic. thread. Yeah, and so we're just going to read the headline. What was your "I prefer good beer" beer <laughs> when you were young that you laugh at now? Oh man, this one hurts. I, I know. right? I know because this I'm, one hurts a lot. I'm just sitting here. Well, it's going to be like mm, um, Sam Adams Utopias. I think. Nope. Um, nope. Because I, this was something that we were saving. I was saving for like a rainy day. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's a rainy. It's day. It's a rainy day. It did uh, rain yesterday. It did. Port. Um, what's a good beer? Beer that when you were young that you laugh at now? Uh man. It's so. It's, yeah. What what popped into your head when you saw this? Right away. Uh, Newcastle and Heineken. Okay. Right off. Okay. Especially uh, you, Newcastle. You're, you're getting two nods because yes. Uh, I felt fancy as fuck when I bought Newcastle, especially when they had those little mini kegs of Newcastle. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm the fucking king of the world. I, I actually never, I mean, I know the format, but I never saw Newcastle on that stuff. For yeah. real. Yeah. Wow. Yep. We, used to, we used to always get Dab and thought we were high class, and I think AB owns them. So What was it? Dab, D-A-B. It was a German beer. Okay. Yeah, never heard of that one. Uh, my, my um, uh, I drink craft beer. Was um, oh God, I hate to say this out loud. Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. We used to go through so many boxes of that. God, and we thought we were. God. Anywho, so, so mine was Rolling Rock. Ooh. Sure, yeah. Like I was, I was above the Miller, the A, you know, yeah. the ABC. Yep. And Rolling Rock was my fancy beer, and then, and then Paul Liner is. I got introduced to Paul Liner, and I was like, "I'm fancy as fuck, boy." I'll tell you the other one that I was really bad about, Fosters. Yes, that was another one. God, you're right. Buy those giant cans of Fosters. Yeah, the oil cans. And I always thought I was, oh, man, look at me. I'm, oh yeah, I had a Fosters last night. What was the 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 beer that had the blonde chick? Polly St. Pauli. Paul Hunter St. Weissweizen. 
Saint Paul girl. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, I thought I was super fucking fancy when I'd buy a little six pack of that oh, for or, Friday uh, night. Labatt Blue. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I never felt fancy when I bought a Labatt Blue. I, really? It was, I look, knew it was Canadian, man. I yeah. was like, look at me. I'm it's an, fancy. It's, a, it's an import. It yeah. doesn't say Bud of any form. It doesn't say Bush of any form. But it I knew it. Yeah, it doesn't say BMC. A, a lot of my like coworker friends at the time were Buffalo transplants. So I, them being Sabres fans, I was well accustomed and acclimated to exactly what Labatt Blue was. Right. And that's not a fancy beer that was a utility beer yes right like i'm buying a six pack of that and it's to be consumed in a sitting so that's this, not, this beer that's has not a purpose a, that's not a, i prefer good beer it's just a well but i want to fit in so for you you knew better but for jeff and i we thought it was good beer like i specifically remember my journey of well, i could do a lot worse than that for sure i i stopped buying any bmc stuff and it was the upgraded version so the other one that really sticks out in my mind is the um mick amberbach okay the, the Michelob amberbach like i felt like i was above everybody else at the bar because i was drinking the amberbach and you right. guys are drinking the trash water right 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 bmc bullshit but i mean that's like especially at that time and I mean, you know, you figure that's what late late nineties or no, late two thousands. Oh. Yeah, you know, like we didn't know any better in a lot of cases. I think oh, I yeah. had a harder time believing that Lining Kugels was owned by Miller than I did having with Blue Moon being owned by Miller. Oh, that's another one. I mean, I I grew up in Blue Moon country. So. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, I'm I'm far superior to you. We would go out drinking swill. But pre-children, we would go out for dinner and we would get a pitcher and it was Blue Moon or it was uh, Killian's Irish Red. Yep. Um, that was what I never got into. I tried, but it was never my thing. I was fast trying. forward a few years later, and I hate Reds now. It's yeah. weird. It's not because I had too much of it or anything. I just you know. Well, is, is there any other beers that? As we're shouting out all this stuff, like, uh, I, I feel like Jeff and I had a very typical beer journey, and I feel like you didn't. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I just feel like you were like already above. You were above the punching weight of the BMC stuff when you really got into beer. Uh, I, I mean, I think I got into craft beer at twenty-two, and. Uh, okay, so you got into it way earlier than I did. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, and then I was working at a craft brewery at like 25. Okay. Is yeah. that right? So you definitely had a different journey Maybe than Jeff 20, and I. No, it was 27. Anyway. Um, I mean, I did, but I didn't. Like, I, I had a, a, a place. Like, a High Life had a, a, a place. Like, I'd buy that stuff by the bucket. Um, Red Stripe, same thing. Hooray beer! Uh, but, but these weren't like beers that I felt like, oh, I prefer good beer. No, no, no. I, I knew what this was. Well, see, and that's what I'm saying is and where I think it, it's designed it's, it's, for like mass consumption, but. Uh, but it, again, like the idea of what a good beer was at the time could be completely defined by where you were and where the, at that place. Yeah. Like, I remember. Being in college, thinking that I was big stuff because I was buying the, um, you remember Miller Miller Red? Or was it Coors Red? I feel like that was Coors. Somebody, yeah, somebody had a red 
And so it wasn't like the standard like Bud, but it wasn't the Super Bowl advertised stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't drink that mainstream stuff. I drink this over here. <laughs> right. It's way better, you guys. I drank the banquet, not Coors Light. Damn straight, man. So Bank, I had banquet's not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. But that was a beer that I knew what I was drinking. But I mean, honestly, my mindset when I would buy a six pack of some of this other stuff, like Rolling Rock, I'm like, I am better than you. That's right. I am drinking something that is better than what you are drinking. That's right. Yep. And now I go back and go, oh, my God, what was wrong with me? <laughs> well, I mean, hell, you even go back to where we were eight years ago and how, you know, how, oh, yeah. how high and mighty we thought we were even then. Oh, yeah. Look at what we were buying then. And I'm like, oh, damn, that was, that was not good either. Yeah, exactly. You're right. When I was 20 and like I lived in Charlotte like a full year at that point and all my coworkers were of, I mean, they're 30 and above. Okay. And I still wanted to go out, you know, drinking with them after work. Right. So I learned real quick that I had to kind of camouflage myself as like an experienced drinker. And honestly, that was Newcastle for me okay. or Guinness. Okay. Um, because I never wanted to get carded. I'm out with like my coworkers, but I'm right. 20. Right. So I'm trying to like blend in. Uh, and I found that. If I ordered a Bud Light, I I had gotten carded on that before. I never got carded on Newcastle. Really? Yeah. People just leave me alone. They figure no like, damn kids gonna want to drink. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, good so point. This, good this point. This wasn't a. I prefer good beer. It's like I'm just really trying to blend in. Please serve me underage. Well, I mean, so honestly, to you, outside of the one that you named, is there any other beer that you thought was good beer that you later were like, "What the fuck is wrong with me"? Well, I mean, Heineken. That, yeah, that, that I know was, you said Heineken yeah, and Newcastle. Yeah. And, and Newcastle, which is kind of funny that like they both like ended up in the same bed. But like at the same time, through those years, you would go out to a restaurant and they would show you the beer list. And the imports were always separate. Yep. And they were more expensive. Yep. Yeah. And like it or not, our brains are programmed as that costs more, so it must be better. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's why I drank Heineken and Newcastle. Because they were easy to find. I, I felt like I blended in a little bit more. You're ordering off the beer import beer selection. I, I used that additional cost. Like, I'm not buying PBR because that's something an underage kid would. I'm not, I'm not buying anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, anything. I never did like, that, like ever. No, no underage kid is going to go for this type of stuff. So I'm just going to try to blend in and, like, camouflage a little bit more and and it worked it, it did work for un, until i was 21 and then then honestly like brooklyn brown rogue hazelnut brown like i got into brown ales thank you heineken well and i also think too that maybe and i don't know jeff if you would agree with this that where we were in our at that age where we were living versus where he was being here made a right. big difference on I mean, even when I moved here in 2011, I wasn't prepared for what craft beer even looked like. Yep. And I wasn't either. I, you know, I've told the story before. I, we would go to Duckworth's once a week and I would just go through two flights every time I was there and I would try new things every time I was there. Yep. And then I finally started getting a taste for things other than the loggers that yeah, you kind of grew up on. Yeah. yeah. And, and 
suddenly I got a the hankering for IPA, and then that took off, and it was a whole thing. And yeah, I mean, I I famously remember you and I sitting at work in your office, and we started talking about beer, and then we went out for beer, and then a week two later, the, this whole thing was born. Right, and it it wasn't like there was a specific one or two that I'm like, oh, I I I'm going to look down on you. I'm drinking this and and whatever. Uh, to me, honestly, I always looked down on anybody that drank certain things, though. And it wasn't like, I prefer this, so I'm better than you. It's, you're drinking Mick Ultra, and I'm just going to judge you. And to be fair, I still have that mindset. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just not here to humor somebody that counts the 0.4 carbs or 3.4 carbs in this beer. I'm like, Again, and really? I, I feel like I said this when we were talking about Bud Light. The last show or two, Mick Ultra is a lifestyle beer. Yeah, it, it, it is. Cl- it is only there so that you can commiserate with your friends who also drink Mick Ultra. Yep, and you have the impression of being healthy. I, I, I had this conversation uh, with with a, an old high school friend, and she was very much into the. You know, Mick Ultra, Bud Light, all those light beers. And I'm like, I sat there and I did the math one day. And I'm like, a Chimay White. <laughs> Calories per ABV. One Chimay White will outperform three Bud Lights. Yep. And if you drink it to get turnt, what's going to get you turnt faster? Mm-hmm. With less calories. And you know what's funny? Um, going back to what you thought was good beer and isn't is in my journey of doing all this, I have gone back to some of those beers. Like I know we've talked about it enough. It just needs to fucking happen at this point that everybody bitches about Newcastle now because they've changed the recipe. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't even tried it. And Lagunitas and and people are still up in arms about the change. Uh, Apparently it's hoppy now, which yeah, that's an American that's, brown. No, it it should be an English brown. Yeah, and I, that's why I've stayed away. I'm not. I'm not even curious. I, I don't know. I guess I've I've been curious enough long enough that I, we should probably just do it at some point. On we the just show, need to find uh, some place that has reasonably fresh singles and just go in and and just get a bunch of macro bullshit and just have like two straight macro bullshit episodes. I mean, if we're gonna do two episodes of seltzers. Yeah. God, that was a nightmare. That was so bad. But we learned a lot. We did. We did. Uh, this is uh, was a fun topic. I like this. Because, yeah, I mean, I literally, there was a lot of beer that I thought was good beer, and I would turn my nose up at you that was next to me at the bar, and you were ordering a BMC. And likewise, I think what happens now with a lot of people is the reverse. <clears throat> oh, you like this thing that isn't a hype beer? Well, clearly you've lost your way. Yeah. And and I'm sorry. No. Sometimes you can make an excellent beer, but it isn't the popular thing. Yep. And stuff happens. Yeah. But also, like, that doesn't mean it was ever a bad beer. Yeah, you're right. All right. Are we uh, ready for break? Yep. We will be back in 30.
it's time for buy no buy. Chef, how does that work? Hey, guess what? On this show about craft beer, we also drink craft beer. And now we're going to lord it over you and talk about the great beer that we're drinking while you're drinking trash beer. Or not so great beer. Okay, so maybe we're just talking to Chuck. Whatever, it's yeah. fine. So what's the first beer up? So Josh, you bought the Sierra Nevada Mixed 12-Pack. Yes. On purpose. Yes. Yeah, why not? This was called the Fan Favorites. Oh, so these are old recipes that kind of disappeared for a while. Um, a few of them I hadn't seen in years. Uh, initially thought that people on Reddit were posting like old meme beers, and I'm like, what? what is happening here? Uh, then found it in the wild. So I thought, why not? Give it a shot. And then I asked you gents if you... <clears throat> That's right. If you uh, gents wanted to sample these again so you said yes so jeff what's the first beer up really how that all started out is josh uh texas he's like hey you up you interested in a nooner but <sighs> sierra nevada's nooner pilsner um I, it's a good pilsner i can only imagine that they quit making this because there for a while nobody wanted a pilsner now, thankfully, that style has come back into vogue. People are interested in it again. Craft breweries are actually using that as their way to show their capabilities. Yep. I'm here for it, man. Um, Nooner Pilsner, um, 5%. It's nice. It's crispy. I, I mean, big buy. All right. Well, else? Uh, I don't remember it being this carbonated. And, and maybe I don't that was you just... this carbonated. Maybe it's just... I mean, it's not a bad thing. I, I do like some bubbles in my pills. I just, like, man, has it really been that long that I don't remember it? Um, so that was a bit, little bit of a shock to me. Once I kind of settled into that, like, oh, yeah, this is that neuter that I, that I just enjoy. 100%. Uh, it, it's not going to, like, blow your socks off, but it, it's damn good, and it's an absolute buy. Josh. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Spoiler alert, out of the rest of them, I kind of wonder why they brought them back. This one, I was super happy to see it. Like, yep. out of all of, out of the four that they brought back, this was the one where I agree with what you said, Jeff. Like, why did this go away? Yep. Like, this should have never left. And now that this is a more common, popular thing again, please continue to make this beer because yeah. it's fucking fantastic for oh, what it is. Rebrand it if it makes you feel better. I yeah, don't right? Care. Yeah, exactly. Keep making it. Big, huge buy. Next beer up. Next one up, uh, the Hop Hunter IPA. And what makes me sad about this particular beer is I remember when this was new. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you and me both. during that phase where everything was made with distilled hop oil. Uh, it actually, 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 absolutely, uh, it, it smells like we're at the brewery and like the hops are like fresh. I mean... It's very, it's very pungent. It's, it's a fine IPA. Um, if there's a 12-pack of this or a 6-pack of this or if it's on sale, I'm probably passing it by. It's, it's fine. It was good then. It's, it's fine now. I, it just This isn't... I guess it's a well-made beer. I just don't... It's not what I'm looking for. Wells? This is close. Um, Wait a second. No, uh, this is really close. It's it, it just barely crosses the buy threshold for me. Um, 
I wonder what I'd think about it if it was a little bit fresher. I sure. mean, this was in, what April? Yeah, we're we're at like a hundred days, I think. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I mean, still, it's pretty pungent for. It's, it's pretty pungent. It holds up. It's got a nice bitterness to it. Finishes clean. Uh, it's a buy. Josh. So I like Jeff. Remember this beer being released and was all excited about it and everything else. And I was kind of meh on it back then, and I'm still meh on it now. Um, again, well made. Just probably not something that I I would ever buy again. So no buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Um, flip side, a red IPA. And boy, I remember when red IPAs were the thing. Yeah. And black IPAs were the thing. And I'm yep. like, you guys, we don't need to go down this path. Um, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I don't like reds in general. Easy no buy for me. Not even close. I'm not even going to waffle about it. I, I don't even care. I'm just There's no chance in hell I'm buying this beer. Yeah. Well, I don't remember it from then. But I really don't like it now. Again, <laughs> red IPA, that's not a, a road I'm seeking to travel. Sometimes there's a reason you retire a recipe. And and sometimes there's a reason you bring them back. I, I don't understand the point of this beer. Uh, yeah, no buy. Josh. This ain't the McRib. It doesn't need to come back. I mean, the McRib doesn't either, but... Oh, let's uh, say... Did you mean Taco Bell's Mexican pizza? Oh, yeah. That, oh, God. I love Mexican pizza so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like this style way back then. Um, this was always the turd in the box to me in the mix pack, and it's the turd in the box again. Surprise, surprise. I, I guess they look back at their old skews, and they're just like, well, this one sold well, but nobody wanted to like stand up and say, like, yeah, but that's because it was part of that box that was like three good beers, and this right. one... Yeah, this I don't. Is that I, turd. I don't know why it came back. I didn't like it then. Still don't like it. So right. no next beer up. Ruthless Rye, or I'm sorry, Ruthless Rye IPA. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I don't. Um, I'm probably not buying this one either. Well, the, the nooner, you know, maybe, but the, the rest of them, I just. I moved on. Wells, are you buying the Ruthless? It's got a similar uh, hop load that the Hop Hunter has, but with a like a peppery maltiness to it. Like that rye is doing some serious lifting here. I really enjoy this. It's not going to be an everyday drinker for me, but rye beers in general, rye whiskey in general, isn't an everyday drinker for me. But when the mood catches me, this is going to fulfill my need. Bye. Josh. So what's funny is I remember buying this beer very specifically because I remember the first time I tried it, I felt like this was the hoppiest thing I'd ever had in my life. <clears throat> Never have you been so wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, now that I have, you know, my palate has grown up. I love meal rye whiskey to begin with. I, I'm with you, Wells. I, would I drink this every single day? No, but... If I want a rye-forward beer, this beer does exactly as it says it's going to do. Cool, but how often are you sitting around going, you know what I really want is a rye-forward IPA? In the fall. 
Bingo. Give me a rye forward IPA in the fall. I'm all in. Or in the winter. Yeah. Like, make this a seasonal winter or fall beer again. I'm in. Uh, When it's 1,000 degrees outside, yeah, probably not. I'm I'm, I'm probably good there. But, no, this... Out of the four, this is the one that surprised me the most. Because, like I said, I remember having it and thinking, God, this is so hop forward and so hop aggressive. And, yeah, palettes have changed. Time has changed. For sure. But it still rings true to that rye spiciness that if that's what you're looking for, it does it in spades. Next beer up. Next beer up from Resident Culture, part of their Forever Alone series, a.k.a. their single hop beers. This is um, Forever Alone HBC 1019, which they ought to just go ahead and rename this one to Knee High Peach. This is like, the just sticking my nose in this is just nothing but like peach, like artificial peach candy flavoring. I love it so much. I love this so much. Oh, it does smell like peach rings, doesn't it? It's just yeah, or like uh, yeah, the uh, the Haribo um, uh, peach rings, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely artificially, but like I know that's not what's in there, right? It's just the hop that's doing that. Amazing, fantastic. I, I, I need more of this in my life. Big bye. Wells, <clears throat> maybe it's being in and around the craft beer industry for as long as I was, and being in the craft beer scene as long as I have been that I don't get to experience a lot of fun anymore. This beer is fun. This hop variety to me is fun. Like, I I, I smile when I sip it, when I smell it. It, it is a good time. This, I, I I would love to see some more of this uh, hop variety. I, I really enjoy it. HBC 1019. I can't wait to get... For it to get like a, a proper name 100%. that's a little bit easier to remember. Um, but this is, I don't know, really big fan. Really big buy. Josh. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, happy dance. Like, I want to do the happy tap. Like, oh, my God, this is fucking fantastic. Uh, I think I might be trying to sneak down to, to RC this weekend to pick me up a couple four packs of that bad boy. Cause, Heck, yeah. Uh, actually... I'm kicking myself because I saw this one in the cooler yesterday and passed it over for the hop fly, which we all liked. So yeah, like, right. like, like, Oh, you screwed up by getting a beer that also was excellent. Right. Exactly. But now I'm like, <coughs> damn it. I wish I would have bought that instead. So, or with maybe, also I don't hits. know. Yeah. But big, huge buy. Final beer up. Uh, so sometimes when you're sitting at your favorite bottle shop and deliveries come in, you get the opportunity to buy stuff before it really hits the shelves. Not that it was ever going to really sell out, but um, it's at my bottle shop and this delivery from Westbrook came in. And as part of that, there was a case of Mexican cake Antiguo, which is a cuvee blend of Mexican cake vintages from 2014 through 2020. And then after blending all of those, they added fresh cocoa nibs, cinnamon, vanilla, and chili peppers. Um, this beer tastes fantastic and I will probably not be able to sleep tonight. Like the, the ancho is like already tearing me up. Like the, where the, you were last episode with the sours, that's where I am with these. It is delicious. It is fantastic. It hits every metric that it's trying to hit and my body hates me for it. So it's a buy. <laughs> well, 
Uh, I happened to catch this one on draft right when it went on sale at Westbrook. Timing. Um, God. Of course he's going to one-up me, right? Like, Because I'm just like, oh, you know, sometimes when you're at your favorite bottle shop, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like, oh, was that the brewery? Now was here's my baby or penis. So here's the thing. I, I love Mexican cake. Like regular Mexican cake. I, I really enjoy it. And, and this, because it's freshly adjuncted, it, it tastes a lot like Mexican cake, but there's like a certain depth to it, which I guess is kind of what happens when you have seven or however many vintages of this cuvee together. I feel like, you know, like the idea of a proper Mexican mole, right? Like it takes hours. Yes. And sometimes days and the, the flavors and everything is layered. And I feel like that's what's happened here because every one of those vintages carries its own little story and then all blended together. It probably evens everything out, softens the sharp stuff, kind of adds a little edge to the really soft stuff. You know, fresh adjuncts aren't going to hurt it. I agree with you, man. It's, it's I, I have nothing to add to that. It's, it's a massive buy. Jeff, thanks for picking this up. Josh. There is a reason why Mexican cake is the king of spice beers. 100%. Like, there is a reason why at one point this was a whale. Um, this bottle should be a whale, in my opinion. I'm with you that I can feel the ancho, oh, yeah. and I'm going to be up all night. 100%. But I don't care. Yep. Like, I am cool with it. This is fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, I don't think I have ever enjoyed a Mexican cake more than this. Yeah. Hundred like, percent. Holy and, and shit! And at the same time, I can't drink a lot. Of it. Right. That's the sad part. It's like <laughs> it's almost too fresh. Like right. the chili is too fresh, and it's not like it's not like burning my mouth oh, or no, anything. No. But it is absolutely like I can feel it. Like halfway down my trachea, I can feel it at the top of my stomach yep. right now. Like, yep. and it's just over there going like gurgle, 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 gurgle. You know, and, I, look, and worth it. It's absolutely, absolutely, worth absolutely. Worth yeah. It. Like I, I was gonna have a spicy dinner tonight. I'm gonna have a clean dinner instead. Like, gonna, I, I mean, I feel like that's the weird thing. When when you know that it's like this is gonna cause me actual physical discomfort later. Yep. And I'm I don't care. Yeah, I'm still here for it. Like, wow, absolutely great, Jeff. It's time for I tap that. How does that work? So, out of all of these beers that we have been trying, and that we are holding ourselves superior to you in every single way because we have had them and you haven't. <laughs> well, we for, are better than you except for the Sierra Nevada stuff apparently everybody's had that you know, it's, right. like, it's like your mom but you know out of all of these what's on. the one that we like the most what would we have on a keg and so help me that resident culture is not only would not only uh, take up space in my beer fridge it's going to take up space in my brain for a while um, that one was super fun I, I love what you said Wells 100% a super fun beer that I could drink a lot of. But Wells, it's tough. I know you like that Mexican cake. This is so this is so fucking close for me. And I know I have a tendency of saying that like every fifth recording, but this one really is God, I'm gonna hate myself when I wake up tomorrow morning. Um, Jeff, I'm right there with you. It's gonna be that forever alone. Uh, it's it's that Mexican cake is is an absolute. It's a stunner, hundred percent. But that Forever Alone HPC one hundred one nine, it's it's so much fun. Yes, it's just so much fun. I could, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I, like that's why I said, yeah. like you, you hit it nail on the head, Josh. 
I'm not going to be a combo breaker because number one, I could not get through a cake of that Mexican cake if I tried. That's a lot of chili. Yeah, but <laughs> good God, Jeff, thank you so much for for picking that up. That is that. In a weird way, that will make my top 10, even though it hurts me to drink it. Like, that is that good. It's just, I, again, I think you said it very well. If you like Mexican cake, or maybe it was Wells, this is like the best expression of Mexican cake. Yes. Because, it like, is. like, we've had, thanks to Wells, some of the rare barrel treatments, and they've all been fine. But there's something special about that bottle. And, and I'm just, I'm mad that I've had, like, two to three sips of it and that's probably as far as I'm going to get to take it. Yeah. Like, like I, when you offered to pour me fresh, I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah. It, it's going to be painful the rest of the night, so I'm 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 kosher. Uh but I'm right there with you guys the forever alone. It's just that's a that's a I am driving the half a mile to go to Resident Culture to pick up cuz goddamn it it is fantastic. I don't know, like I don't maybe covid did something to your brain, but I don't think you understand distances anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. It's not a It's not a half mile. It's I like know it's three. Not. Yeah, it is like 3. It's not that far. Well, so I reaching for our phones. <laughs> Dueling GPS. Go. Go. Uh Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Where are we, Jeff? 2.6 miles. Did I just say 3? Yep. Woo! Uh, on the interwebs, craftbeercast.com. Check out links to our old episodes. Uh, we mentioned our Patreon earlier. Thanks for all of you that, uh, and I say all of you, the handful of you that support us. Yes. Uh, you know, means the world. You know, we, we joke about Wells and his cush living off of sponsorships. Oh, we take no sponsors. Nope. We have people that actually reach out to us every now and then, and we have yet to have anybody that truly understands us as much as they think they understand <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't pay any attention. And what's the point of having ads? Yeah. We have too, too many, like, you know what? Between ads and surveys, I'm done with it. Yes. We will, I, I swear to you, we will never send a survey asking how we're doing. Nope. So, crapbeercast.com. Meanwhile, tomorrow, get a, expect a survey about how we're doing. Mother. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't do that. Finish finish it off there, bud. No, I'm done. I'm mad at you now. <laughs> Good. This whole survey thing. <laughs> crapbeercast.com. Wells, where are you at? You can find me at all the wells on Instagram and threads if I ever figure out how to use it. It's pretty easy, actually. I, I, it's a Twitter clone. Why don't you just put it on X? I don't know how to yeah, thread. Whatever we can talk about this on. You don't know how to thread? Apparently not. Okay, fair enough. Josh, where are you? Besides, Besides right, right here. Uh, you can follow me nowhere because I don't really social media anymore. They still exist for me, but uh, yeah, just ignore it. It's just me bullshit drunk talking half the time anyways no way. don't forget about her I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast throw show uh, show ideas news articles things like that we will definitely give you some updates and uh, rate and review us on your podcast show of choice tell a friend tell somebody you've been listening to us and you like our brand of jackassery and other than that we will talk to you guys next Thursday <laughs>